Bajai, welcome to the Gator Gates podcast. We're back with you in Fort Lee, New Jersey, back with another episode. Uh, before we get started, we would like to acknowledge the forces of the non-material, particularly the Nabalamusa Moradinabig, the uh, the founder of the Earth Center, and all the ancestors that are standing behind the Earth Center and standing behind this great work, all the powers of nature, the deities, the genies, all the powers of nature that stand behind Kepta and the Kepta temples, and all of the great work. Also, your ancestors, my ancestors, all of our ancestors for bringing us together so that we could be here on this line with you today. Uh, I know you could be doing a lot of stuff on a Friday night, probably doing a lot of debauchery and foolishness, but here you are with us. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And uh, my name is Tutipsa Mahekwa Namir. I am the host of Gate of Gates with my co-host Kajiz Raymond Saikapta and uh, today we're joined by two initiates Tiyasa Mahekwar Ujjayi Ujjayi I am Tasipta Hekwapti and <clears throat> before we get oh uh, a word from our sponsor give me one second Sauce Hot Sauce began in 2007 when a small group of students traveling in West Africa were trying to think of ways to support charitable projects. One of the students traveling happened to be an artisanal hot sauce chef, and right there, Sauce Hot Sauce was born. Since then, Sauce Hot Sauce has prided itself on making exceptional artisan hot sauces with high quality ingredients to support good causes. We continue to do this with the best and tastiest offerings of sauce flavors to date with a focus on supporting displaced families in the Fada and Gurma region of Burkina Faso with the revenue from our sales. Sauce Hot Sauce, you could get it at the Sauce Hot Sauce website. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's phenomenal hot sauce, brings taste very tasty and flavorful hot sauce, not just spicy. I've used it many a times to escape bland meals where people don't spice it properly. So it's what great. He said what? What people? What people? People you know. Kajazurman yeah. always wants to know. <laughs> Kajazurman always wants the smoke. <laughs> always wants me to go the route of more and more smoke. But... And then I'm, I get yelled at off camera by the production team, like, you are to this, you are to that, you gotta calm down. And then here we are, once the camera turns on, Kajas Ruben's like, fire! <laughs> so, <clears throat> can't help it. Uh, we have a few things going on that I just want to talk about before we hop right in, right? Uh, we have a tour that's happening right now with Iditash and Mira and a team of initiates, and they will be in Colorado for events, and you can check out the events on that for Dogon Wisdom. Is it .com or .org? DogonWisdom.com. Please check it out if you're in the Colorado area, Denver area, please check it out, please go there. And we also have events uh, the end of uh, June in Austin. We have a couple of events in Austin, then we have some events uh, um, in New York. So we're gonna have a few events here in, in the tri-state area, and then we also have an event. So we have a few New York events coming up um, with uh, Naba Erita Shanmira. He's a wisdom keeper, uh, Dogon indigenous teacher, healer. 
It's going to be amazing. He's going to be at Maha Rose in Brooklyn, June 6th. Um, Amazing little spot in Brooklyn where he's going to do an ancestral altar workshop. He's going to talk about the new philosophy podium on June 8th at Source of Knowledge Bookstore in Newark, New Jersey. And then we're going to have an amazing three-day retreat in upstate New York, which you don't want to miss. There's going to be cleansing, healing, talks, wisdom, herbs, traditional dinner. It's going to be great. July 14th to 17th with a bonus Divine Feminine Day. Um, And then we have also that same weekend, if you can't make it up to upstate New York for the long weekend, we have an amazing talk at Weeksville Heritage Center on Saturday, July 15th. Yes. That was put so much better than how I could have put it. So... Thank you, Tiasta. What would we do without you? And uh, yeah, let's hop right into uh, rapid fire. Ujai, greetings everyone. This is Tutana Hekwabdi, co-producer. Yes. It's that time for rapid fire. We go through news, headlines, and current events. Um, reminder that this is a 90 second per headline segment. <laughs> Um, so try and keep it concise but potent. What you trying to say? You know, a little long-winded, but it's okay. You got this. So the first topic um, is hard to ignore. The sky was orange. The sun was red. Uh, there were wildfires happening in uh, Canada, apparently caused by lightning, and um, apparently 7.9 million acres of land the size of Maryland um, have been burning. So... Um, more context on this, um, the majority of the fires are happening in Quebec, and the smoke has been traveling down throughout um, most of the Northeast. You know, New York City, even the Midwest, um, have been dealing with intense smoke, and New York has experienced the worst um, air quality in the history of New York City. So um, you, you all saw it. Any thoughts on this uh, catastrophe? Um, well, for starters, Okay, so there's like two ways we could look at this, right? Like if it's really coming from nature, then yeah, of course, that makes sense. But if it's not coming from nature, then they're lying. Because I don't necessarily believe it could be coming from fires. Yeah, I think either if it's not coming from nature, somebody definitely started it. And they started it for a reason. There's like a huge distraction that they got going on for something. There's That's usually like, the case. Yeah, there was like footage, I guess. A lot of people, I've seen people posting on TikTok where there's the plumes are starting at the same time in like totally different areas. The fires? The exact same time. Oh. It's not like garbage burning to me. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like when we're in, when, when we're in Medita, that's what it smells like. Mm-hmm. It smells like the fires. Yeah. Like when they're burning garbage because I was at, uh, I was somewhere and somebody was like, oh my God, what do you think about this? And I was like, smells like they're burning garbage yeah. right it actually even kind of at first looked like mary a little bit like the, yeah. the scenery but then it started to get real thick and dark then it was like okay like something else is going apocalyptic on. they yeah. started looking like blade runner 2049 or whatever it's called <laughs> it's like a word it's a, <laughs> this is what we're doing now okay and then what? they made us all wear mask skin right like right. outdoor well, masks said, i only saw a few idiots wearing masks i mean i was getting a headache Oh, you were? Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't think it was... Yeah, it necess- wasn't, I don't know if good. it's what they said it was. Well, I mean, okay, it had it was happening, right? But whether or not it's from what they said right. is a different story. I think they're cutting us off. Yeah, they're cutting us off. <laughs> so, 
it is just fire it's not like a planet called Nibiru in the sky for the crazy well, people out there who are saying that well tying into what Tisita brought up there was a conspiracy theory out there like you said that from the satellite it seems like the fires were started at the same time so they were saying essentially like just how like the train derailment you know created like an oil spill and, and like ruin our water supply maybe the air supply is also being intentionally sabotaged you know your thoughts on that conspiracy what is this mask air agenda? supply what is the mask agenda like hmm? what do you mean like like covid it was like everyone has to wear a mask wherever you go indoors outdoors mm -hmm. right now again air quality is being affected well i don't i think that's more so about control uh, of the masses honestly than it is about health or the mask itself i right, think it's exactly, just like, symbolic symbolic like you can't speak we're gonna like i don't know i never thought of it like that I just thought it was weird they didn't like there was it seemed to be uh, I think the AQI was like up to almost 400 which what is really mean? really really bad that's bad yeah normally it's like 50 or something so oh. but yeah I just thought it was weird I didn't really hear about it until it was like happening I mean it's not like so it's not like they don't do they don't do things like um weather engineering and things like that so it's not surprising it's just it's not they're trying to kill everybody okay like they're just trying to expedite <laughs> the process of killing everyone like in whichever way that they can and we can also look at the, the whole global warming climate change agenda the whole idea we have uh, to save agenda, the environment so all these things yeah. so yeah let's keep an eye on that and make sure this is a good opportunity for us to kind of you know prepare ourselves take things like brain cleanser take things like you know um harvesting our own water supplies from the springs those kind of things yeah. org. get your brain cleanser the black version there we go all right next update coming from apple apple vision pro is apple's new $3,500 ar headset so this is an augmented reality headset a bit different from virtual reality Whereas virtual is basically all in the headset, um, AR can kind of translate into the actual reality. So now you're interacting with technology in the, the room around you, in the space around you. And these glasses are gonna have a lot of features, including a 3D camera, um, a thing called eyesight, where like you can either be insulated within the headset or like your eyes can be seen by other people around you in the headset. Um, this is gonna be coming out at the top of next year and the features are quite endless, including hundreds of thousands of apps and you know games, everything that you already have in VR but more. Wow, that's, that sounds, I mean, if I was somebody else, that would sound amazing. But that sounds scary. That's, that's very scary. It's like, what are they doing, probing Black dimensions? Well, it's like this that is, show, this Black is ridiculous. It just, you guys have seen that, right? Yeah. And there's a new season of Black Mirror coming out that I will be watching on June 15th. Um, <laughs> like, what? Plug for uh, Black Mirror. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> pay me, Black Mirror. Netflix, pay me. But I will, I will, uh, will keep you on a sponsor. Yeah. But what, um, uh, what does this do to the brain? Is what I want to know. When you're plugged in to this, like, VR reality, and then it can plug into other people's VR Yeah, it? it's like, um, it's gonna, people are gonna have really bad withdrawals, I think. Yeah. So it's already, like, dopamine, no, serious, like, dopamine addiction yeah. to, like, yeah. TikTok and things like oh. that. Like, people are having, like, severe mental issues. So think about when you can fully immerse yourself like that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty scary. It's, like, full-on, like, pleasure experience. Yeah. Like, you do anything you want in the world. Yeah. You experience all the colors. Yeah, you can imagine how many hold on what 
You can imagine how many losers are going to be masturbating, like watching porn. Or just like yeah, sitting, on yeah. Yeah. Like sitting on the toilet. They already have Sitting on the toilet. They already have it. I then, saw a video game where the guy was had on one of those headsets, and he was, you know, doing like a, a sex doll <laughs> right. vir- in virtual reality. It was like a robotic got, sex you doll. You don't have to live real life. <laughs> it's going to be... The, the Iron Man, tro- the Iron Man glasses. <laughs> They're cutting us off. Is is it just me or is my mic going in and out? Is that just me? It might. It might. Be my mic. It might. Mm. Now you're uh, fine. No. I okay. No, you. it's it's coming. It's, it's good. Working. Yeah, it's working now. All right. Yeah. So yeah, Black Mirror. That's definitely gonna probably they're probably gonna even foreshadow more of what's coming with AR. Even in that show, they already have actually. So yeah, it's kind of they're already showing us where it's going. Um, Gen Z students in Japan are taking $55 classes to learn how to smile. An hour. This is coming from Business Insider. <laughs> so, to learn how to smile. Smile? And apparently this is because of COVID. We're in the mask for so long. I'm telling uh, you guys. So, one, so here are some quotes that came out of this article that were notable. One student said, I hadn't used my facial muscles much during COVID, so it's a good exercise. Another person was saying, um, a researcher was saying, people have not been raising their cheeks under a mask or trying to smile much. What? Now they're at a loss. Well, <laughs> honestly, I think Asian people on a mass scale in those countries don't really smile much anyway. Have you ever noticed they all just have that straight face? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's true. That's strong stereotype. I don't know. To me, they all always have that, that same from? face. <laughs> where, like, yeah. My observation. Where, you've been to, where have you been in Asia? In my sleep, I've been okay, there. Right. <laughs> yes. yeah. get, the, get the fuck out of here. Talking about, yeah, Asians don't smile. Like, what? where'd you get that from? Like, I mean, when they come here, you never really see them smile like bro, that. Bro, what are you talking about? They're always taking those tourist pictures, pictures. and they're like... That's, that's not that, a smile. That... It, that's, that's see. That's why they're taking fifty-five dollar hour classes because they don't know how to smile. Learn to smile. They're right. You can it pay doesn't me, look like a smile. Say five dollars. Pay me fifty dollars an hour. I'll teach you I how to mean, smile. Like I notice actually in Medita though, in traditional areas, people don't smile yeah. as much as we do. We use smiles to cover things. That's yeah, true. it's like not that's sincere. True. Like yeah. Americans yeah. are not sincere. Americans are just full of shit. Yeah. In general. I mean, but then a whole culture is like learning to smile again. I mean, that's just. You got to fit into that's the West. Sad. Yeah. Is it, were you offended by that? No, but. Anyway. <laughs> it's madness. So Gen Z um, is already going in a very particular direction. Uh-huh. But we have a new generation, apparently, that's uh, emerging, growing up in this technocratic society, and it's called Generation Alpha. Generation Alpha? Yeah. Generation so Alpha. Is, so these are basically people who are like around, ten, around 10 years old right now. So are we going to have to surrender to all of them? Or are they going to beat well, us? And with this? That they're going to be the most technologically immersed, wealthiest, and best educated generation ever. So, okay. So, all right. So here's... Yeah. So here's, an interesting, here's the interesting part, right? Is that they're saying that they're going to name... Hold on. They're saying that they're naming this one generation alpha right because of the fact that they're going to be basically have no way out of what the system is putting them in right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then if you notice what's gen z the hell is that it's like a motorcycle what's gen z no i'm saying yeah but i'm saying like gen z is what who, who who's gen z again 
Oh, you mean the so alphabet age people? Uh, when were they born? Yeah, when were they born? It's like mm-hmm. after 95, right? After or, 95? Or some 2010 is a cutoff. 2010. Yeah. Okay. 2010 is a cutoff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So then... So you have to be born in 2010? Before. After. Before. After. 96. Or sorry, 2000. Before. So 1996 <laughs> to 2010. That's Gen Z, yeah. right? Okay. 1996 hmm. to 2010. Because they're kind of like the last ones that you can kind of count on that don't have a complete life based in technology. Right. Like the internet was a fully I think right. Gen mm-hmm. Alpha is going to be like real player. Oh, what is it? Ready Player One. Yeah, I mean that's what right. they're already. The, al- mm-hmm. the Apple glasses are Ready Player One. You know, pretty I mean, soon it, yeah. it's just going to be a literal iPhone. Like they're going to stick something in your eye, and that's everything. Like it's a chip. I mean, have you seen that movie? Shove it up your yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like they're literally living out, like in trash, but then they're like immerse themselves in like that. Exactly. Like a VR world. They're living yeah. not real life. They're living on yeah. a fake life. Yeah. I mean, in right. a way, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, I mean, you gotta give the mic back to, to tell me. I mean, TikTok and yeah. reality shows. And, and uh, speaking of TikTok, Time is ticking for TikTok. Congress has deemed it a national security threat. Oh, really? So, you know, recently in December, Congress um, passed the No TikTok on Government Devices Act, requiring the removal of social media apps, of this social media app from federal agencies. But due again to the the worry about data, you know, um, China taking data, you know, using it for their own benefit and, and our own detriment, they're reconsidering, you know, banning TikTok again for all U.S. citizens. Because it's a Chinese uh, company, right? TikTok? Yeah. It's called it's, um, a, subsidi- it's a subsidiary of ByteDance. Oh. ByteDance. I think it's just they keep trying to because they keep trying to take it down because they can't fully control it. Right. Like yeah. other media. Yeah. Right. Like I found out, I find out more information usually on TikTok of things happening than huh. like cnn or like real news stuff like people just like posting stuff yeah they'll just be there they're posting it live well the government controls every other social media platform yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. and then they're basically calling out china for doing what the u.s government does with every other social media platform right so then how can you like that's the pot calling the kettle black like who cares well it's about power right like two powers can't exist at the same time i mean you can't do what i'm doing because i'm doing it there's no way yeah china america it's like freedom of speech is a falsehood basically it's like you go too far with your freedom of speech we're gonna find a way to cut you off yeah yeah well i mean america is just Get me started on America, but America's get just started. full of it. Get started. Let's do it. No, yeah, I'm not gonna get started to get cut off. Yeah, that's a whole that's a whole episode. So, uh, moving forward, uh, again, social media mm-hmm. and the, the danger of influence when misused. A popular fitness influencer admits she faked having late stage pancreatic cancer for three years to her followers. Huh. This influencer's name was uh, Mian Babao of Taiwan. She was a fitness influencer. And, you know, she had a whole hashtag like cancer fighting she daily. Smile? <laughs> <laughs> and in early June, she deleted everything from her account and admitted her cancer diagnosis had been a lie. She, she said smiling to all the family me. members, friends, fans, and um, netizens who have cared about me, supported me, and cheered me on, I want to apologize. Thoughts on this? 
Yeah, well, that's social media for you. Yeah, People will do anything to sell themselves. <laughs> anything. I mean, I yeah. see you guys out here dressed putting on dresses people out here doing ridiculous stupid dances all these stupid ass challenges like that's just social media you do anything just to be seen man it's sad out here isn't that the age-old thing though like faking illness for sympathy so what like people have done that throughout <laughs> throughout the ages isn't now there? we just have social media so yeah, well, there's, a pla- there's a platform yeah, for like, it now yeah, there's a platform you, like what <laughs> Like, oh, people have like, done that. Yeah, I, feel, I mean, I've done that in school. Yeah, I said I had a cold. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have school. the flu. I can't go to school yeah. today. Isn't that an actual mental illness? There's, like, people that do that for, like, a prolonged time or something? Yeah, yeah. And then there's worse things where you fake it so your child is ill or you make yeah, your child yeah. ill. So I saw that movie. I forgot what it's called. But that yeah. lady that she, like, made her child shave her head. Oh, oh yeah, and like yeah, there um, was a there wasn't also there was also a po- I, I listened to a podcast about that Munchausen's yeah syndrome. that's what yeah, it's something but yeah I mean I wonder what happened to make her come clean because did somebody like find out and was like I'm bitch I'm going public and then mm. she was like no and then she came clean or something had to have happened because there's no way she would have just came clean like that right I think at some point, you know, after three years, people begin to say, like, oh, you, you, you kind of look the same. Like, you're not, are you getting worse? Are you dying? Oh. Like, what's really happening? Because that's a long time to have a life, right. in, a life-threatening, you know, cancer diagnosis. Mm. I wonder how much money she made in that three years. Yeah. When well, she only had 11,000 followers um, after that <laughs> lie. So, I will see. Hopefully enough. Oh, so she lost followers? Well, I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm sure she did. I mean, that's how it goes. But how many people were following her to begin with? It's yeah. like, I mean, that's on you if you're like know. buying in. Well, if you need herbs for cancer, nhlife.org. There we go. <laughs> maybe maybe I should shave yeah. my head too and just, you know. All right. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> so, um, next topic. This is, this is pretty ridiculous. Um, a Florida man was arrested after robbing a foam repair shop with a cardboard box on his head. Um, so, he came in. He had like, it's like a full, like, you know, Probably like a foot and a half by foot and a half box. Um, he got away with 19 phones, iPhones, and $8,000 in cash. So he came up, but he, the box came off his head at some point, and he got caught <laughs> in the process. I feel, like, I feel like every ridiculous headline starts yeah. with a Florida man. Exactly. <laughs> Have you heard something in the water. Have you heard of that challenge you can do where you Google Florida man? And then you put something random, and then or it could be any date up. or something, yeah. right? And something will come up. Yeah, like, what's going on down in Florida, man? <laughs> but I saw something that said that Russians are Florida people that got mm-hmm. jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like that, they're that people from Florida. Because there's like a video of like a Russian riding a bear, like drunkenly riding a bear. Yeah, I saw that. And then they were yeah. like Florida, like Russians or Floridians yeah, that yeah. got jobs. <laughs> Like so, I mean, yeah. I mean, shout out guy, to Florida. I love Florida. My mom lives in Florida. It's a beautiful state. Yeah. So, but a lot of weird news headlines. Florida's so strange. Like, so strange. Yeah, but shout out to that guy. Good luck in prison. Yeah, we, we got to do better. I yeah. We gotta no, do better. no, you got to do better in Florida. I'm glad. I'm <laughs> not glad he box. got caught. Do better than the cardboard box. I'm not glad he got caught. Just like next time, wear a fucking ski mask. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's, not, it's it's regular now with the whole you know COVID mask, and you can wear masks and pretty pretty freely. 
So uh, next topic in Costa Rica. Apparently a crocodile was found to have impregnated itself in the first known virgin birth for a species. So a female crocodile who was um, brought there um, at two years old recently gave birth and there was no contact with any male crocodile in nearly si 16 years. They that's what they, they think. They tracked this? That's Apparently, what they think. That's what they're saying. That's what they think. Where was the crocodile? In Costa Rica. Yeah, where? Though? In a zoo. In a zoo? Yeah. And so they're saying that there might have been other crocodiles that have done this, but they weren't able to track it. But this one is confirmed in there. So, And it's called uh, Parthenogenesis. Yeah. How did they know that that crocodile doesn't have like a sneaky link? Exactly. That just came through. and Like, how do they know some weirdo at the zoo doesn't crawl into the crocodile's like dwelling and then ingest it with like crocodile sperm oh, like that a, would be a very <laughs> weird thing how, how would you you know like what? a no. turkey yeah, baster it, situation yeah, it, no. it's gotta be something because just just don't try and sell me scientific proof mm -hmm. about Christianity being real. Get the fuck out of here. Right, I feel like I mean, they've been waiting for this story yeah. for like, you no, know. No, there's, there's tons of stories like this. I've even heard stories about women doing this. And they they call it... Turkey based? No, no. Well, yeah, obviously <laughs> turkey based, but they call it some... I forgot the name, but stories about women impregnating themselves. And really it's just to kind of like sell the narrative of like the Christian faith mm -hmm. all over again mm -hmm. because, you know, in this day and age especially, people are looking for other alternatives. People are realizing that maybe religion is not it. So they have to do things to keep that narrative going, to make people think like, oh my God, it's Mary all over again. You it's know? real. It, it's real. So I think that's what it is. But definitely that crocodile had a little sneaky link. Yeah. Someone impregnated that crocodile and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. So. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. They lay eggs, right? <laughs> yeah. Crocodiles? Yeah. How do crocodiles have sex? That's do we need to get into that? Is that that's, like that's a Google topic. <laughs> or, you, or you can ask chat GPT. Um, so I have a topic for Kajas Reimen. Uh-oh. Um, Egypt reopens historic mosque after long restoration. Apparently this was a, the mosque of Al-Zahir Bebars, um, built under <laughs> Mamluk rule in t uh, 1268. It's the Mamluk. third largest mosque in Egypt, and it took them about $8 million to restore this mosque which was co-funded by Kazakhstan and began in 2007. Kazakhstan. Mamelukes. No, that's Mamaluk territory right there. I'm muting my mic. <laughs> Why are you muting your mic? <laughs> when the Mamelukes come up, Tudibs is like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, to me, this further proves one fact. Like, a lot of people like to talk about Egypt and the history of ancient Egypt, and there's always this debate on, oh, are the people who live there not the indigenous people? Like, no, they're not. Let's, let's be for real. They're Arabs. 90% of the people who live in Egypt or so-called Egypt today are imports. They came from somewhere else. They came from Saudi Arabia. They came from um, Turkey. They came from Greece. They came from all these different places all over. You're talking about bloodlines now. Right. They're bloodlines. They're not the indigenous people of that land, but they like to claim that they are. And if, think about it, if I'm indigenous to a land, right, mm -hmm. why would I allow people to come up and dig up my ancestors and then actually go out and then actually like have tours where I'm getting money for them to come and see this stuff? 
why would I actually? Why would I loot my ancestors' graves if that's no? If you're still holding principles, you right. wouldn't do it's that. Exactly. Again, it's just it is what it is. Like Egypt or that region that we call Egypt has been conquered and colonized so many times over the years by so many different people. It's all different mixtures of people there, but it just so happens that the latest people to conquer it and colonize it were people from the Arabian Peninsula, particularly Mamluks. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I rest my case. <laughs> Two time and hit you with the mm-hmm. all of that. <laughs> um, so, next topic we have uh, on the land of Merita or Africa once again in Uganda. This time, um, there's a startup called TexFad, which has a great sustainability initiative to use the remains of like the banana tree because after you get the bananas, like the trunk is still there, and that's a big you no know, waste in that industry. They're, they're turning the trunk into fibers, which can be turned into like, you know, a myriad of different products like mats, rugs, hair extensions, clothing, and et cetera. And so they're getting a lot of, t- of attention for, you know, being very useful and proactive about how they use the waste of their, of the land's crop. Any thoughts on text fat? I, I, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, text fat. Yeah. I think it's amazing. It's great because if you if you know like if you grew up in like anywhere in Merita or in the Caribbean or South America, you know like when you when you pick bananas, normally you have to cut the tree down because once you pick the banana, it releases a gas and that gas it sends pheromones for the rest of the plants to actually start growing. But you need to cut down the tree that's there for a new one to grow. So oftentimes, like he was explaining, the tree that's cut down it kind of goes to waste. So what these people are doing is they're taking that tree and then they're using it to create different fabrics, such as oh, these cloths, okay. clothing, mm-hmm. the tablecloths. They're doing all, even hair extensions mm-hmm. so we don't have to cut off people's hair, mm-hmm. which is a spiritual crime. All of these different things, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're doing a very good job in actually reusing what nature is giving to them in a natural way. And they're making mm-hmm. a lot of traditional things with it. So it's like keeping it in, in like, you know, that natural kind of atmosphere which is like where the world is really trying to go now with all of this uh child sweat sweat logs and all these child um, sweatshops sweatshops yeah. Sweat yeah. 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 Sweat and all this what do they call what do they call it uh the child labor stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, hold on so shout out to them in uganda before we go any further you thought we were just going to let it slide that you said cutting somebody's hair is a spiritual crime? No, 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 no. Wearing it. Wearing it. When oh, somebody wearing wears somebody it. somebody else's. Yeah, wears it. Like, if I cut your hair right now and I put it on my head, like, mm-hmm. that, that's... You'd look ridiculous. That's... that's you don't hair think is that's spiritual, weird. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What, why would I want to take on what you got, on, got going on for mm-hmm. yourself and put it on myself? And then traditionally, when you cut hair, your hair, it's a cleansing. Right? So why exactly. would you want to wear someone else's dead energy? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, moving forward, y'all. We have uh, two well-known figures in American politics. Dr. Cornell West announces he's entering the 2024 presidential election. For context, he's a philosopher, political activist, uh, apparently an actor, and also was a, a well-known professor at many um, Ivy League institutions. Um, he carries a lot of les- left-wing politics, but recently he's been having more of what is considered right-wing points of views that are drawing a lot of negative attention. He's running as a third party candidate and then Mike Pence, former vice president, is also running for president. 
and he's known for his um, anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ stances, which also have drawn him a lot of slack. And uh, being with Trump is not helpful for his image, but you know that's what that's beside the point. Listen, man. Shout out to Cornell West. I don't know if you're gonna win, but shout out to you. Um, <clears throat> is this is this also the one about Mike Pence and women? Yeah, the next. Oh, oh, okay. Feel free to share this well, yeah. Shout out to Mike Pence. <laughs> Mike Pence apparently doesn't uh, interact with you unless he doesn't interact with women unless his wife is present, mm -hmm. like in public, like. Mm -hmm. That's the definition of a dude that's like, I'm not getting caught up. <laughs> like, my wife has to be here at all times, no matter what is going on, because then it's your word against my wife's word. So Mike Pence is out here like, you're not getting me, bitch. He's seen too much to go down. He was with Trump. Yeah. I mean, so, allegedly. I mean, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly with Trump. I mean, uh, this Cornell West, this guy, uh, he was an actor. Cornell, so, please. I don't know Cornell about West, him. Cornell West is is much more than an actor. Like, yeah, like he's got a like lot of titles there. Yeah. I mean, he's he, he's really like a scholar. Mm -hmm. uh, but Cornell West, if you want to talk about his acting career, he was one of the elders in the Council in the Matrix. Mm, the Council wow. of Zion. <laughs> Okay. Huh. This is like number two or three or something. Council two, two and three. Yeah, okay. Two. That's like beyond the Matrix, though, right? Like. What? Were they like the Council of Elders was like in the Matrix, or were they no. like? No. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're going too far. Yeah. You're going way too far. I've seen that movie a long time ago. Where? <laughs> I regret bringing this up. But, but yeah, shout out to Cornell West. He definitely has been an advocate for people's rights and um, Black America, those who are you know, underrepresented, those who have financial difficulties. He's always been a voice for change. Um, okay, on a completely different note, um, there was a bizarre alien encounter witnessed in Las Vegas. Apparently, a family um, had a craft land in their backyard, a crash in their backyard where two beings that were eight to 10 feet tall came out with large eyes, shining eyes, large mouth. Um, and they were just looking at them. They called the police immediately. The police also saw crafts in the sky around that same, that, that same night. Um, they weren't sure what it was, but the, those who called said that they were not human. That's for sure. So how this many, has been under how investigation. Calls, how many calls did they get? How many calls? Mm -hmm. I can't speak to that, but the call that they, that's uh, available, you can research it. It was pretty thorough. They were they were calm, but they were very detailed. You know, this height, this kind of look, this type of you know. They were calm about seeing aliens. They were. Oh my God, it was CIA, nigga. <laughs> right. CIA. Uh, reported the same phenomenon. Said who? Many, many different agencies reported this phenomenon that same night. So, the crafts in there. Meaning, like, so they're all in on it? Okay, guys. Yeah. Look, it was me. It was conscious. All right. <laughs> was, what were you doing? I was taking my new ship out for a joyride. Okay. Were you? Yes. And honestly, me. if I saw that, I wouldn't call the police. I mean, no. I'd probably run away. And I wouldn't be calm. No, no I'd I definitely be not. Calm. And I would That's not. Right. I would not. That wouldn't be my first thought. Right. I mean, if I see aliens, um, I'm out. <laughs> like I'm out. Where? Well, out where are you going? Are you saying take me with you? 
Take no. me to your leader. No, you're just like, gonna I'm not, take I'm not, I'm not around and taking pictures. You're gonna take and a none co- of that shit. you're gonna take like a cause like, go bath. No, and I'm use leaving. your, your like, positive I'm yeah. your positive soap. Like I'm leaving. I'm out. Like I'm running away. Like I'm not sticking around to be like, is this real? Am I imagining this? Like, no, I'm out. This isn't our Independence Day. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of this coming up as another distraction more than anything over the next months yep. um okay so <clears throat> another completely different note Lionel Messi uh arguably the greatest soccer player of all time um just signed a contract with David Beckham team in Miami he turned down a 400 million dollar contract in Saudi Arabia so they're not too happy about it he said the decision has been made and um yeah Messi will play in MLS next season um, for those who watch soccer, this is a pretty this is a pretty uh, massive uh, update. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, Messi's coming to America. Like he, he's gonna be making he's gonna be making bread. Out, he's gonna score so many goals. He's gonna make a lot of money, and he's apparently like Apple put money up to get him here. Hmm. Adidas put money to get him here. So if he turned down the $400,000 contract up front, that means that he's going to be making a lot more money on the back end. I think it was $400 million, right? Four hundred. Is that, did I say that? Yeah, you said 400000 Yeah, oh, I was 400 like, 400, million, that's, like yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. 400000 that's like the highest, not even the highest paid WNBA player. And for the record, Brittany Griner for the Lord of War is the worst basketball trade of all time. But... <laughs> Yeah, so, it's interesting. Soccer players actually get are the highest paying paid athletes. So wait, for, wait, yeah, no, no, wait no, no, soccer no. players? Not yeah, MLS, soccer players. Not like MLS. European soccer players? Yeah, no, yeah, they, no, they're not though. Who, who says? They're not, bro. Yes, they are. Like soccer, American soccer, no, soccer players. players are the highest paid athletes, bro. They're not bro. in yes, Europe and Brazil. They're not, bro. So who gets paid more than soccer players? NBA players? No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Internationally, NBA. Pull it up. NBA. NBA. No, NBA is not as big as the World Cup. Pull it up. We need a Google It's called the World Cup for a reason. Bro, bro. Every country plays soccer. Let me tell you something. Not every country plays basketball. The most valuable franchise, sports franchises in the world, the top 15, it takes until you reach 14, 15 for the top biggest soccer franchises which is like the two or three in spain to show up in the top 15 premier leagues i'm talking about the top 15 i'm talking about the top 15 richest most valued uh sports franchises in the world look it up it says basketball well thank you things things have changed And the I'm mad enough too. to admit when I'm wrong. Things have changed. It, it is a it is a lar- it is a much more global sport. I'll give you that. It's a global sport. But the thing is, is that they don't make as much money as the athletes in basketball. That's bogus. You know what? It is? It's because it's America. Well, that's the thing. When you though. think about basketball, it's mainly an American sport. You. Yeah. Not to say that other countries don't play basketball. No, no. Other countries play basketball, but let's be for real. Are you really checking for the players in other countries like that? Bro, no. Spain has a pretty... Luka, Luka right, Doncic. Right. 
I don't from, know them. That's from the point. Mass- I don't know them. I'm going to know a basketball player from another country. I don't know that guy. I think the point of conversation like stick to Marmalukes. I think at this point we all need to worry about making our own money because they got theirs. So yeah, it's that's, true. That's and while and while we're here arguing, we're still broke. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, let's get into uh, the health, uh, the space of health. Um, article says no breastfeeding, no breastfeeding your children will not make them smarter. This is on the Huffington Post. Pause. A new K, a new UK study correlates that longer duration of breastfeeding with higher academic test scores will, will uh, grant higher academic test scores at I'm age 16. i for this one. However, people are rebuting this, saying that no, breastfeeding isn't the reason. It's more so status. And I'm, like, because I'm, people who have higher status and more, more money tend to have more access to breastfeeding, then that's why kids have higher test scores, not because of just the breastfeeding. But with more money... Like, like basically saying like people access. who are poor like have to like you know use other means to afford to uh, to feed their children, which, which makes make sense. Doesn't make any sense. But that's what what's doesn't make any sense. Go. I'll speak on this because I breastfeed. <laughs> um, so if you're breastfeeding full time, nobody else can feed your kid. Like if your baby's not taking a bottle, like you're with your kid twenty four seven. So literally, unless you're working from home or something, um, or you're just, you know, a stay-at-home person that doesn't have an income, or I mean, or you'd have to be like taken care of essentially to really breastfeed full-time. So it is kind of, it it can be seen as that, but formula is also extremely expensive, so. Right, so how are they making the argument that poor people, what, feed their kids more for? I mean, I'm I'm just like th- I'm just trying to think of in that perspective, but but like to me, this article is like one of those articles that's like trying to refute a study because it wants to promote more people using right, formula, right. right? It wants to say no, breastfeeding is not that awesome. It's like take it or leave it because that's been more of the trend lately. Yeah. It's been like you don't really have to breastfeed if you don't want to. It, doesn't have that many different outcomes between children which spiritually and energetically and physically traditionally they know the benefits of breastfeeding right but nowadays it's more like let's promote big business because formula let's face it is a big business it's economics that's all it is end of the day that's all it's about because even what you said um to sita with someone who's not able to really afford the time to breastfeed rich people or people with money they tend to spend that money so even if they have the time they're going to rather spend that money to buy the formula and actually go spend the time to go do something else other than sit there and breastfeed so to me that study doesn't really make any sense Again, it's like what Tiasta is saying. It seems like it's just a political or financial agenda behind it. It could be. I think, you know, you can say that, you know, natural tends to be better. So if you can breastfeed, you know, it's highly recommended. Um, so next topic, Merck sues U.S. government to halt media, uh, Medicare drug price negotiations. So Merck right now is currently suing, filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CMS, as well as the human uh, HHS Secretary Xavier 
Bakera and CMS Administrator Shaquita Brooks Lashore. So some more context for this. Um, this is the first attempt by a drug maker to challenge the law, which the pharmaceutical industry says will result in a loss of profits that will force them to pull back on developing groundbreaking new treatments. Um, Merck, they actually have a top-selling drug for a cancer immunotherapy called Keytruda or Keytruda, and they could be subject to negotiations as soon as 2028. Um, Keytruda sells over 20 billion dollars in in a product. And one one more thing, Merck is saying that um, the government is violating the Fifth Amendment, which requires the government to pay just compensation for private property taken for public use. So the pharmaceutical industry is now challenging the government, you know, on their financial endeavors. <laughs> uh, this is a it's like it's kind, kind of, of went over my head. trying to follow it. <laughs> so it seems like well, this kind of ties into our topic today. I'm just going to use it as a springboard because I don't really understand what you explained to us. <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> just gonna say thank you for that <laughs> and then use it as a springboard and uh, it's interesting though because now it seems like it seems like what uh, what it is is it's almost like um you're dealing with drug dealers right like you said it call call them what they are you're dealing with drug dealers mm -hmm. and what happens when you infringe upon another drug dealers territory they take you out they take you out and they're not they don't hesitate to take you out right mm -hmm. and the interesting thing is is that looking at <coughs> man is it just me or is my mic weird now nah, you good man so the interesting thing about drug dealers is that you know they they don't mess around when you come and if Baraka infringe upon their territory, they take you out, they kill you. And it seems like, because everybody knows that these governments function like gangs, right? And then so now what you're seeing is these corporations have built themselves up to such a degree that <coughs> they're able to now challenge these, <coughs> challenge these governments. And the modern medical system is nothing but a business. It's a very well-oiled machine that fronts or positions itself or tries to have itself be positioned or perceived as a free market, uh, research-driven uh, market, which is for the betterment of people and scientific expansion. And it's not like that at all. And today, our topic is actually the modern medical system. And we're gonna get into it from a little bit of the history. We're gonna touch on it, you know, from many different aspects. We're gonna definitely split this part into, uh, split this topic into two parts. Uh, we have uh, Tiasta who practices as a psychologist 
And we also have Tasipta who, I mean, all of us have experience within the modern medical system, but we also have Tasipta who has experience re as of recently within the modern medical system in terms of giving birth and dealing, uh, dealing with a lot of this stuff that the modern medical system would impose upon her as a, uh, as a, a woman who was pregnant. And I really want to kick this off with giving a context. So human beings are limited by the five senses, which means it's very difficult for you to, to expand out of the five senses unless you know what you're doing. So if you don't know how to expand past the five senses, then you can fixate on everything that has to do with the empirical which means that if you're dealing with the modern medical system and science, right? Because people like to talk about science as something that is separate from the other aspects of the modern society. So we know that the modern society is really based on three pillars. It's based on science, religion, and politics, right? So for the con artist, politics is there for you. For the believer, Religion is there for you. So somebody that likes a lot of Disney movies, a lot of fantasy, a lot of fairy tales, a lot of bullshit, religion is there for you. Now, for those that are a bit more practical, a bit more pragmatic, you have science. For the skeptics, you have science. For the logical, you have science. Now, science does its best to indoctrinate you with a very specific type of ideology because the other avenues of the modern the modern society has to indoctrinate you so then science has to be there to indoctrinate you somehow some way and what they do is they make you focus on the physical the things you can prove and only the things you can prove, which means you must focus on anything that does with the material. So the modern medical system is an extension of science, right? So the modern medical system being an extension of science, it means that the only thing that they can focus on and the only thing that they can deal with is the body. That's the only thing. So that means that everything within the modern medical system comes from the ideology of dealing with the body which means you focus and you fixate on the material, which means you only deal with that which you can prove within the physical, and you only deal with if you are looking at the human, right, or the composition of a human being, because we know that the human being is composed of four elements. We say it's the spirit, the soul, the body, and the name. So that means that science is only able to fixate on one aspect of the human, which means if you want to look at it this way, science is only able to deal with your clothing, right? They're not able to deal with anything else, which means that when you're dealing with the modern medical system, the only thing they can do is change your clothes, right? So that is a little bit of an introduction of the ideology of the modern medical system so that we can get into it. So I want to open it up to the rest of the initiates and who wants to take it away and talk a little bit about the history of the modern medical system. So, you know, the modern medical system is interesting, right? Because for a long time, 
I've always been a skeptic of the, the medical system. I've been a skeptic of religion. I've been a skeptic of society itself. But it's not until later years that I started to like really realize that all these things are like together. Like there's like a puzzle, so to speak, like a puzzle that makes all of these things fit. And one of the main things that make it all fit is the history. Because words, language, like it's interesting because when you understand words, you understand the language. When you understand the language and the words, then you understand where things are coming from or what the meanings of things are. So understanding English itself is going back to like a Greco-Roman kind of language. Then, then I had to take a look at that and say, okay, I mean, if all these different things I'm perceiving seem to be coming from that kind of culture or that understanding, then the modern medical system has to be coming from that as well. And in my research, I found that, you know, we have this guy called um, Hippocrates mm -hmm. in like the ancient Greek, ancient Greek times. Mm -hmm. And he started like the philosophy of like what they would call like the modern medicine, like Hippocratic or, oath. Yeah, the hip, yeah, <clears throat> healing. And exactly like Tiasa just said, the Hippocratic oath. All of the doctors and the nurses that you can think of, they actually have to swear in. Mm -hmm. And they have to take an oath, and that oath is called like the Hippocratic oath. Have which you is taken that oath? Me? Yeah. I'm not a medical doctor, just to like clarify. I'm a doctor of psychology, uh -huh. which is technically like a PhD. So like they so won't. You've, you've I can't prescribe. I can't prescribe medication. Okay. They're not gonna let me do any of that. Okay, keep keep going. Okay. I thought she could. Yeah. So. <laughs> So they take this oath, right? <laughs> but this oath is really to this, to this guy, Hipp Hippocrates, who in Greek times, ancient Greek times, they actually made him like a god. Mm. Like they made him a god. So like when you take this oath, you're actually taking an oath to this god or this deity. And they call him Escalapius or something like that. Like that's the nickname that was given to him as a god. I, I have the oath here if you want it. Oh, that's like the, actually something oath? people yeah. do uh -huh. still? yeah you still do that the doctors, yeah, really, do that? Like the really doctors and stuff like to, for you to like really take that oath is kind of like an initiation so you're initiating into like so, sort of like a secret society in a way because mm -hmm. that's what it really is well, and why would they need to be secrets if the person is trying to be there to help you right at see. least with health from a health perspective is this it that's what google says but here's the thing though I, the on. Hippocratic yeah. oath changes mm -hmm. like they kind of alter it mm -hmm. every year and they alter it based yeah. upon the, the needs and necessity of what covenant the, the current business be is I mean the, the basis of it is I will do no harm right hmm. I will do no harm alright so listen to this let's read this mm -hmm. I, the Hippocratic oath modern version written in 1964 by Louis Lasagna <laughs> Lasagna. Yeah. Okay. Real G's moving silence. I swear to fulfill to the best of my ability and judgment this covenant. I will respect the hard won scientific gains of those uh, physicians in whose steps I walk and gladly share such knowledge as is mine with those who are to follow. I will apply for the benefit of the sick all measures that are required avoiding those twin traps of over-treatment and thera wow. 
Thurup. It's crazy. Listen to this. Thurup. I can't even say it now. Therapeutic. Nihilism. Therapeutic. Therapeutic. What's that word? Therapeutic. Therapeutic. Nihilism. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to that. Therapeutic. Thera- how do you say it? Therapeutic. Therapeutic nihilism. Think about that for a second. Nihilism. Yeah, nihilism. Yeah, nihilism. Whatever. Whatever. What is this English class? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I will remember that there's art to medicine as well as science, and that warmth. Sympathy and understanding may outweigh the surgeon's knife or the chemist's drug. I will not be ashamed to say, I know not, nor will I fail to call in my colleagues when the skills of another are needed for a patient's recovery. I will respect the privacy of my patients, for their problems are not disclosed to me that the world may know. Most especially, must I tread with care in matters of life and death. If it is given me to save a life, all thanks. But it must also be within my power to take a life. What? This awesome responsibility must be faced with great humbleness and awareness of my own frailty. Above all, I must not play at God. I will remember that I do not treat a fever chart, a cancerous growth, but a sick human being whose illness may affect the person's family and economic stability. My responsibility includes these related problems. If I am to care adequately for the sick, I will prevent disease whenever I can, for prevention is preferable to cure. Huh? I will remember that I remain a member of society with special obligations to all my fellow human beings, though sound of mind and body as well as the infirm. If I do not violate this oath, may I enjoy life and art. What? And art. Respected while I live and remembered with affection thereafter. May I always act so as to preserve the finest traditions of my calling and may I long experience the joy of healing those who seek my help. Well, that's a pretty long and deep oath. Mm. Which it's 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 interesting. Louis like, Lasagna. A, a that sounds of, like a fake name, Louis Lasagna. Right. A lot of what you just <laughs> read, it, it actually even kind of puts into perspective a little bit, like the kind of culture we're really coming from, because they're talking a lot about art. When you look mm-hmm. at like the Greek culture or like the Roman culture, which is pretty much the same, everything is like aesthetic. It's all about the aesthetics of things. It's more about how something looks as opposed to how something really is. So that's kind of like the modern medical system. Like, it's kind of designed to look appealing or look a certain kind of way to attract people, Mm -hmm. but it's not actually designed to actually work because you go there for treatments. You don't go there necessarily for cures. Mm. Well, there, I mean, there's a number of things in that oath, namely the ability to take life as well as preserve life i mean which that's contradictory right like what in what circumstance would a healer or a doctor ever need to take a life which i mean doesn't make sense in the concept of like 
I mean, everything that we receive in terms of the indigenous perspective on healing is that a healer is meant to preserve life. I mean, it's the number one goal. Only. Essentially, of a healer. Well, there's like, um, um, there's options for people now for like euthanasia, right? Right. Like right. in Oregon and stuff like that. They do technically, that. they're saying it's still illegal in most places, but now in like Scandinavia, you can go and you can yeah. do like assisted suicide, uh, yeah. essentially. Assisted if suicide? If you're terminally ill. Only if you're terminally ill, then you can have like, you can uh, choose to go out sooner than you would, basically. Hmm. But, I mean... There's a lot of things in that oath, including what Kajas Riemann said about life and art, right? I mean, what does what does art have to come in to healing? Mm -hmm. Because if if we're gonna say that healing is, you know, someone who is trained I'm as a turning healer off my mic <laughs> needs to have a technical knowledge of. Let's just start with the body. You need to first have a technical knowledge of the body. So in terms of the idea of art, art to me means um, aesthetics, right? Something that comes into play with like human creativity. Um, I don't see how you play with someone's health um, in terms of like artistic license. <laughs> well, there's like plastic surgery. Well, You've yeah, clearly you never the taken the Hippocratic Oath. <laughs> no, How dare you? <laughs> Silence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, were you, you were about to say like what, that uh, plastic surgery is art? No, but there's that people. That's like a, an aesthetic thing. It is. <laughs> so people are like, oh, like, just like, you know. don't be talking about the plastic surgeon. Those are real artists. <laughs> But our, the systems even come to a place where, like, you know, um, they're like, you want to change something about your appearance, we'll do it for you. Mm -hmm. And people have no problem. Yeah. They're like, as long as I don't feel anything, like, mm -hmm. chop me up. It's, like, really crazy. It's crazy because, like, uh, I remember growing up, like, <clears throat> my dad always used to be like, get up. Like, let's go do this. Let's go do that. Like, let's go work out. Let's, you know, like, get up. Don't just be lazy and don't just loaf around. But now it's like people, like, they don't they don't do that they're just like you know why would i work out when i can just go get lipo yeah like why would i work on my insecurities or what i think is not right about me when i can just go get a doctor to just tuck here nip here and yada, it's like yada, yada. a frankenstein yeah like it's <laughs> no it really is it's pretty scary yeah it's crazy i mean listen to go back to what Tatibs was saying in the very beginning about how the modern medical system is literally just focused on the body yeah mm -hmm. it's like it's it's crazy to me because i mean now knowing what i know i know how broader the idea of health and healing is and broadened out to the spiritual to the energetic, you know, your connection to your ancestors all plays a role in your actual health, your yeah. physical health, your mental health. And now they're so stuck on this idea that it's only, only what we can measure, right? Only what is in the material space that we can measure is what we're going to focus on. So we're going to focus on the organ system. We're going to focus on 
the heart, the brain, even in mental health, it's like they've drilled down everything in mental health to the brain, right? And so like even the, the, the brain itself, we're doing a handoff right now. They're doing a handoff. Thank you. Like, this is medicine, by the way. It's not, it's not, not alcohol. It's not alcohol. <laughs> I, I asked Tutanen to get me it in a shot glass worth of water, and then he brought me a literal shot glass, so th- thank you. Taking some medicine for the yeah. modern medical system. Exactly, process. right. Um, but yeah, so like psychology itself, knowing what I know now and knowing what I know about like mental health issues, even like depression, anxiety, um, even schizophrenia, which people literally get hallucinations and visions, mm-hmm. which in some other indigenous contexts could literally be seen as priesthood, mm-hmm. right? Be could seen be seen as that's the priesthood, a man. spiritual predisposition. And they're going to drill it down to anomalies in the brain. And they're going to try to find any brain scan they can to explain that anomaly. Or a physical part of the brain that doesn't look right or look how they think it should look. But everybody is an individual who has their own makeup, who has their own, you know, aesthetic to them but they have like a standard way that they think something should be mm-hmm. based off again like things only being physical mm-hmm. and you know it's it's it is what it is because that's just again the culture that we're, we're dealing with like even to talk about um going back to what were the original point of this conversation going back to the origins of it right mm-hmm. to talk about everything being physical when we talk about the modern medical system we have to understand that it's dealing with the physical because it's coming from a culture that only thought of things in a physical sense. Mm-hmm. And we have to understand that even the Greco-Roman societies, they were cultures of war. Mm-hmm. So they were cultures that were based on war. How they got their power, how they got their resources was conquering and, and fighting. Now, somebody who was unable to fight or deemed unworthy was you know, deemed like somebody who was inferior. This is where we even get the term infirmary from, right? Mm-hmm. So these people, what the original form of what they call a doctor or a physician would do mm-hmm. was to take soldiers, patch them up, and find out what was wrong with them physically mm-hmm. and fix that, mm-hmm. give them like a little solution or a painkiller or something that could keep them going to ignore what they're feeling in order to keep on ba- fighting, uh-huh. to go out there and keep battling. Mm-hmm. If you look at today's society, what's the difference? Because we, Tipsa mentioned it, it's nothing but a corporation. The modern society is a corporation, it's a business. That's why we all have social security numbers, no different than if you have a job and you go, you have a, 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 EIN, a EIN, EIN number, social security numbers. If you have a job, you have a number, you have a code, something you have to put in. It's no different. It's the same thing because it's all about business, which is what? The driving force of the society. Mm-hmm. Back then it was war. And it's no different right now. We might not be necessarily all fighting physically in war, killing each other, but we're fighting physically in work. Mm-hmm. We're fighting physically in going out there to get, do, do a job or get a job done. So we're all soldiers, essentially. So what the modern medical system is, is the system that's in place to patch up the soldiers just enough to keep them fighting, just enough and to just keep enough them going. to keep us sick, to keep taking the prescription medications. Well, it's a business. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a huge business, right? And I think the thing that we kind of that we kind of neglect or don't get to really talk about a lot is how 
everything in the modern medical system is stolen from indigenous societies, which means aspirin. Does anybody want to tell the story of aspirin? Does anybody want to tell the story of antibiotics? Bueller, Bueller. I know everybody knows this story. Yeah, like like aspirin, essentially painkillers came from indigenous plants, like three different indigenous plants, and it was found by a German scientist who basically started a company in Germany called Bayer, Mm -hmm. originally, and then that um, that company during World War One got co-opted after the defeat of Germany got co-opted by the U.S. And they took the recipe, basically the Germans took it from the indigenous, the U.S., the Americans took it from the Germans, and then created their own, originally the, aspirin. the company was aspirin, and so then the brand name of the drug became aspirin. Anybody want to give the story of um, the Rand papyrus and the, uh, what's the? Are you talking about antibiotics? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, what did I say? The Rand papyrus. Yeah, did I? Say, yeah, that's what I said. Right? I said yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. It, it's true. You know. Um. Again, everything has a history because we're we're even to talk, we're talking about the history of the modern medical system, mm-hmm. which we're uh, we're really going to get into. But to just give some context, historically, which is interesting. Before I even mention that story, like one thing I, I find interesting is that Tutipsa said that science, right? Science is one of the main pillars of the modern system. But when you think of science, what exactly is science? Because something that is a science is something that is actually known, something that's proven, something that's time-tested. But today, science is something more like a belief. Science is something more like an ideology than it is a belief. But the sciences that they use are stolen because whatever knowledge that they may have, they had to learn it from somewhere. They got a lot of these medicines that people are taking, whether it be aspirin, whether it be uh uh what do what do they call that um what do they give the diabetic people, insulin, insulin, insulin. all of these different things right all these different things the the stuff that they give you to numb your teeth whenever you have to go to the dentist Novocaine. and get like a Novocaine all this stuff right it's coming from plants, who has the knowledge of plants? The indigenous indigenous people from all over the world. Now, the knowledge of plants and the knowledge of how those plants work, that's a science. Mm. That's an actual science because it's something time-tested and something known. It's technical. It's a reality. It's It's not dealing with belief. It's not dealing with how I feel. It's not dealing with any of that. It's dealing with the reality of the plant. So these people go and they take that plant and then they now synthesize it and they put, again, dealing with the physical, they take physical aspects of the plant, not understanding that the plant also has a spiritual side to it that does what it needs to do to the spirit and not just the physical body. So they take the physical aspect of the plant and then now they extract it and once you extract it, it becomes a drug. Now they put the drug in pills and then they feed it to people. Now people have to stay on those pills consistently. Right, alchemical copy. Right. of a plant and then when you the thing is when you make a chemical copy it comes with a lot of side effects that the original herb didn't actually come with because the herb itself is from nature mm-hmm. the herb itself is meant to work with the body the herb itself integrates itself into the body and also works spiritually with the body mm-hmm. right so but then when you just take the chemical compound out of the herb and you make like a chemical copy then it no longer carries the properties that the original herb had maybe it'll do some of the same things so it'll mimic 
some of the healing quote unquote properties of the herb, but maybe it maybe just masks symptoms mm-hmm. rather than provides an actual healing effect. Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing is is you guys you guys took the conversation there is what the modern medical system does is that the modern medical system can only deal with the physical. So what they do is they'll go steal indigenous recipes and indigenous secrets of plants, right? And then they'll make their uh, medical students go out and then do their dissertation or whatever it is that they have to do. They got to go do research, all that kind of stuff. So they're already like grooming you. And what they do is they groom you with an ideological perspective. They groom you with an ideological point of view where they direct your thinking in a particular direction and they direct your thinking to say okay this is what we want you to focus on this is what you want you to go do and they start training you and they start indoctrinating you no pun intended so that what they do is when they send you out you're going out into these indigenous areas and you're trying to figure out how to approach their healing practices but from the modern medical systems ideologies Mm -hmm. so what you do is you start removing the spiritual aspect because the indigenous deal with also like i said there are four components to the human being right there's the spirit the soul there's the body and the name right so if you're dealing with the spirit then you're dealing with things that have to do with the what we are known at or what we commonly refer to as the soul right so we'll just use them interchangeably just for ease of access right so if you're dealing with the spirit or the non-material aspect of the physical plant it means that it's not coming from human beings it's coming from nature it it serves a very specific purpose it does something very specific it was created by something within nature right so they remove that aspect and they focus solely on the physical and when they remove that aspect and they focus solely on the physical what happens are there are complications which means there are side effects. So when they give you the side, when they give you the drugs, right? There are side effects that come with it. So they got to give you more drugs to deal with the side effects that come with it, and then they got to give you more drugs to deal with the side effects that come with the side effects from taking the first drug. That you start, then you start taking the second drug to deal with the side effects of the first drug, mm-hmm. and then you got to start taking mm-hmm. another drug to deal with the side effects of the third drug, mm-hmm. and then so it begins, and you're just in it for forever. It's like those uh, commercials for like. Xanax or whatever, <laughs> but they'll be like everybody's happy in the commercial, exactly. and they're, then they're listing off all these things, and it's like you could die. But they say it like really fast. They say it so really fast. fast. They're like, yeah, it results in homicide. Yeah, they cause suicide. Stroke. And everybody was like, <laughs> yeah. It's but then like, they what? always show like when it's like the lady eating an ice cream. She's yeah. like. Or like an old couple in a bathtub. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like always some well, random. It's probably image. for like Viagra or something, yeah. but. Well, no, for Viagra, it's always like it's always like an older, middle-aged white couple like camping or some but shit. It's, it's and then weird. It's like, and then the guy is like turning off the yeah. light in the tent. But it's like terrifying because it's like that's like America, like yeah. you're saying, right? It's like this weird facade. But then they're saying like all these horrific like things that could happen to you. We all buy into it, right? Yeah. And then people are like, oh, I'll take that. Great. Well, they have everybody but balls. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's belief. That's all it is. Because people believe in the system. It's like they had to educate people in that way because it, it breeds like soldiers. Again, like we're all soldiers for the modern medical system. That's all we are. And really, 
I have to really think about it like in in this in in a personal sense, right? Because I remember my mom telling me that before coming to this country, they didn't ever heard of diabetes. Oh, really? Jamaica, ne- right? Yeah, in Jamaica, mm-hmm. they never heard of diabetes. Most people never heard of cancer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that mm-hmm. people never heard of, and I had to ask myself then, well, okay, so then where do these things come from? Exactly. And why? Why did they not hear mm-hmm. about these exactly. things? God bless and it, America. And it goes back to again, <laughs> diet. That's one. Mm-hmm. The food that they ate was right. natural. It had not just a physical. It's um, not altered. Right. It's and, not packaged. Processed. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But even more importantly, what people from back then had in indigenous places or people who had some kind of knowledge of indigenous society had is they had the idea of a sense of community. Mm. They had the idea of a sense of herbs and knowledge mm-hmm. of those herbs mm-hmm. and community played a big part because if i'm going down to miss jo- miss jane or miss joyce mm-hmm. down the block from me who is the local medicine lady right mm-hmm. or the bush lady right she has all the tinctures and all the herbs and whatever problem i have then she knows what to give me mm-hmm. but also in my own household my mother and my grandmother are feeding me all these different things. They're giving me all these different baths. They're giving me all these different herbs. And then I'm walking around and then they're feeding me food cooked with good energy, food cooked with good with herbs, and food cooked with all these different combinations of foods that, you know, go well together, that mm-hmm. feed the spirit, feed mm-hmm. the body. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be healthy. Exactly. I'm going to be in balance. Exactly. But when you remove that and now you take somebody who's not even from the community and you put that person inside the community inside of a building where they're now dictating to you what you should eat what you should take and how you should live and they're doing all these different experiments on you and and all this stuff and you're going to them you don't even know them personally not really they're not from your community what do you think is going to happen to you of course you're going to be lacking of course you're not going to be healed we're even separated from community from birth here right because it's like we don't even live with our extended families anymore we're now in these like family units in small apartments or households and then you don't even have the you barely even know your neighbors so right where the sense of community is gone no more is there an herbalist or a medicine man or a medicine woman in the village that you go to you go to the doctor who is a practitioner keyword practice practicing on you to figure out what's wrong with you they themselves may not be eating well they themselves may have sicknesses so and then they're basically paid by big pharma to recommend certain drugs to you that maybe they're you're already in the pocket of the drug companies and so it's like a self-perpetuating system where it's like we're going to cover your symptoms just enough so you keep coming back to us you're never going to get well enough for you to get free of the medical system you're just going to keep coming back so i think you touched on something interesting right is you talked you not talked you touched (laughs) you're not you're not a drag queen but uh, oh that went left very quick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this isn't RuPaul's Drag Race. No one is talking here. Um, uh, you touched on um, symptoms, mm-hmm. right? So the modern medical system really functions off of cessating symptoms. Yeah. The cessation of symptoms. Mm-hmm. 
comfort. So what they do is they just want to make sure you don't feel the symptoms of whatever it is that you're feeling anymore. And then if you're like, if your symptoms are like, I'm feeling pain, they're like, okay, let's, let's give them some painkillers. Like, oh, like my symptoms are this. Then they're like, okay, let's like, let's cut it out. Right. Mm-hmm. We put them on IV and make them feel all pumped up. Right. Right? They're really There's a dying. Place I Maybe saw. the symptoms are a signal. I saw this right. place the other day. It's called uh, Let It Drip. And you walk in and you get IV. What? And I was like, what is this? What? Are you for real? Yeah, I'm not joking. It's like, called Can like, you Let choose what goes like in the IV? I don't know. I didn't walk in. I wasn't like, <laughs> no, like desire. No, I didn't IV. walk in and I wasn't like, hello, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just saw a lady and I like, I saw her walking by with like that thing that they use in the hospitals that you can hook the IV up to yeah. when like you're kind of wheeling somebody yeah. away. Uh-huh. And the lady was like walking around and the IV was dripped up into oh. her hand, was was dripping into her arm. And I was like, like oh I want, my God. I want some like super vitamin C IV. I don't know. Or I want some antibiotic IV. Isn't it just like sugar? Want- like IV is, I think it's just I sugar. Mean, I think it's just like it potassium could be anything. or something. Like they could put, yeah. they could put a bunch of things in yeah. the IV. You could put vitamins. You could put like B12 in the IV. You wow. could put antibiotics in the IV. You could put um, glucose. Oh. In the IV. Apparently, they have IVs for like hangovers and yeah, yeah. that's like a pretty popular thing. All this kind of just stuff. Just drink some ginger, bro. <laughs> it's like ginger. if you're if you're like at Burning <laughs> Man in the desert and you're a rich person and you're like you get an IV. I'm exhausted. But really? I want to keep partying, and then they bring an IV. No, I'm serious. That's, That's what people crazy. do. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Who said that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so. It's I'm crazy. gonna stick my my hand with a needle just to recover from a hangover. You really I mean, are hungover, because that's you got to be drunk to do that. That's crazy. I don't. Crickets. I don't, no. Crickets. <laughs> it, I, it wasn't even supposed to be a joke. It was yeah, just no, me thinking to myself out loud. Like, the way what you the delivered hell? it is like you delivered it like you were expecting us all to be like. <laughs> no, oh, not oh, even, oh. not even, not even. It, it's just crazy. That's crazy to me. I don't. They, they want to. They going back to the symptom issue is yeah. like they want to have you just feel as comfortable as possible, but not actually cure the sickness itself. And yeah, like exactly, you know, it's like. I think it's become big business over time and like they over kind of time. saw the need to like keep people on medications for like ever and ever. Damn. But like originally when I was like doing my research on the modern medical system, like originally you know how the modern medical system, they're good at surgery. Right? If you get into an accident, if you get into like a serious issue, emergency issue they're gonna cut you open probably, or if you're not already like, you know, bleeding out, they have ways to sew you back up. They have ways to put another organ into you. They have ways to, if you your blood is compromised, give you blood from another person. Stop, you're making me feel funny. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, just like you said, sew you back up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, they, because I was reading on the history and literally back in Italy, in Padua, University of Padua. There was a time where I only they know were that because it's the city in a Shakespeare play. Really? Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, like there was a time. It was like mid 1500s. Originally, the way that they understood human anatomy was they were dissecting monkeys, like rhesus monkeys, and that was the way that they kind of rhesus monkeys. 
whatever kind of monkeys. And they said, like, this like is... Like Reese's Buttercups? No, there's an, a, it's a kind it's of monkey. It's an actual breed, of, or I mean, species of... <laughs> yeah. Reese's? Reese's, yeah. Yeah, it's called Reese's. Why do and you guys know this? Do you know this? No, I, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. But you guys... So, Somehow, like you backed her up immediately. You're like Reese's monkeys. <laughs> and no, but they they literally before there was some spiritual understanding at some point in of time that monkeys? no, you are not supposed to open up the human body. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, because it was a taboo mm-hmm. at some point, like before 1200 in the, AD the, in Greek and Roman Greek times. Greek and Roman it times, was very it taboo. was actually a taboo mm-hmm. that they knew spiritually if you're going to open the human body and you're going to like take an organ out or put something in spiritually you're going to compromise a person already mm-hmm. but it wasn't until like the 1500s around that time in this university in particular that the physicians or people in training there decided oh well only around carnival time carnival carnival where there's already a lot of debauchery in the air we're going to open this up and we're going to take some dead bodies and we're going to open them up and it'll be a show it became literally a, like a theater show of uh-huh. people opening oh. up bodies oh and dissecting God. bodies where they could find out what organ systems were which, what's here, what's there. And it became literally like a spectacle. See, you just said something that is going to piss a lot of the Caribbean people off. Because a lot of Caribbean people think like carnival is like our culture. Mm. But they don't know that carnival comes from carnival which is exactly. like a European celebration, exactly. like mm-hmm. Fat Tuesday, mm-hmm. which is like, this. we're a little off topic with this one. I just want to throw this out to piss them as, off. As always. <laughs> like, in Trinidad, mm. the um, Africans were not allowed to march with the Europeans during Fat Tuesday. So when they let the slaves and the Africans march, we brought our cultural celebration in dressing up and like putting on the masquerade and putting on the mask and like putting on the st- walking on the stilts and mm-hmm. putting on all the feathers and stuff like that's a traditional African thing. Mm-hmm. So we brought that there to um to, to Trinidad when they let us march with them. Mm-hmm. So we kind of took it on as like our cultural tradition. But carnival really is like you know a European thing, and carnival is actually the celebration of the god Bacchus mm-hmm. or the god Liber. There you go. Right, and so when when this ultimate freedom opened up during this time, Carnival, Mm -hmm. is when they could actually open up bodies. And then it became more and more accepted in Mm -hmm. the culture that they just kept doing it more and more and more until like today, I mean, in in medical schools, you know, people donate their bodies to science. Yeah, cadavers. Yeah. That's so crazy to think about. (laughs) And so... Take that organ donor... Delineation I, of ne- I never signed that. Never. But yeah. anybody that works in like medical anything, pretty much, like you have to work on cadavers. Like, mm-hmm. I had a friend who was a chiropractor, and he would have like he had cadaver stories. Like, <laughs> really, yeah. I mean, the modern medical system. <laughs> My is dad says that uh, chiropractors are massage therapists. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mubasha. Yeah, shout out to my dad. <laughs> um, but <laughs> so the but the thing is, like the modern medical system, because of all this dissection of human bodies, is really good at human anatomy. Mm-hmm. They're really good at knowing where the liver is, where the kidneys are, how they're structured, all the tubes. Yeah, because they right? open it up. It's easy they to open know because you're opening it up. Mm-hmm. But Talk about 
cheating on the test simply opening up the body doesn't give you a good idea of functionality of the body and how each of these organ systems works works with one another what can happen when it's over toxified Mm -hmm. how you give herbs to detox certain organs you know it's like simply literally it's like again just going to the physical aspect not even understanding the functional aspect fully maybe they understand some of the functionality of these organs but fully understanding even how to administer certain herbs to cleanse organ systems rather than just cover uh, symptoms is like the issue across the board because most of these modern medical issues that people come across are simply an issue of not cleansing the body properly Mm. years and years of like waste building up in the system is like the way that you get a modern medical diagnosis and yet they will give you all these labels and if you simply go to an indigenous healer, they would say, this level of waste is built up in your body and we need to cleanse your body. We need to cleanse your organ system, your liver, your kidney, your blood. Mm-hmm. And then, but the modern medical system won't even talk about detoxification. Well, it's because you have to fit in with their ideologies. And when you don't fit in with their ideologies, anything that they start anything that starts deviating from their ideologies then they start referring to as holistic mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so then the interesting thing is so you're telling me that you don't take the whole aspect of the human being into consideration right so you're telling me that you're only taking in one aspect of them right mm-hmm. so they're even telling you because when you go to somebody that's not a medical practitioner they say oh you're going the holistic route mm-hmm. oh you're a holistic doctor mm-hmm. oh you're this you're that because you start incorporating or things that don't or alternative because you start incorporating things that don't fit into their ideology so the thing is is let's say you go to the doctor tomorrow right or you go to the 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 hospital tomorrow something's going wrong you go in and then they always follow a set order of procedures right first thing they do is what well, they check your pressure, your temperature, your They check your, your height, temperature, you know they that. check your blood pressure, they get your weight, mm-hmm. they get all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Now they start even testing you, right? Mm-hmm. Because they want to make sure where you fall on their scale, their mm-hmm. rubric of uh, um, standard, right? So the interesting thing is, whose blood pressure are you using it? Compared to, right? Compared to, mm-hmm. right? The average. Like the average is coming from who? Most of the time it's coming from a, first and foremost, it's coming from a white person. Mm-hmm. That's the average, the average European white. Mm-hmm. Average Anglo-Saxon male, because yeah. not even all Europeans are the same. Exactly, right? So then it's like, okay, it could be completely different depending upon where you are on the earth mm-hmm. because the type, uh, how far or how close you are to the equator mm-hmm. will determine how hard your heart has to pump what even the blood, br- right? blood pressure is. So yeah. then it will automatically you can poke holes in their ideology right Mm -hmm. because depending upon how much depending upon how much more your heart has to work to pump the blood depending upon the location geographically you find yourself on the earth will determine then how your blood pressure is different right what you eat will determine how your blood pressure is different Mm -hmm. because what you ingest can then be found in the bloodstream and could therefore either block or hinder the flow of the blood Mm. so 
there are a lot of different ways you can really poke holes in this whole aspect of blood pressure, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then they go temperature, right? Everybody has to fit the same kind of temperature. So, which is really different because, you know, everybody's temperament is different. So then your temperature could be, your base rubric of a temperature could be, uh, could vary from the person to person, right? So let's say you go to the doctor, right? Tasifta, can you share a story of how maybe they tried to throw mm -hmm. this kind of like basic rubric at you and how it then almost or could have played out differently if you didn't apply what you had been learning? Um, yeah. When um, I was almost a full term with my son, I, um, well, I gave birth at, the, at a birthing center, um, but I come to find out that it's actually pretty much the same as, like, a hospital. Like, they do all the same stuff, really, all the same kind of testing and everything. Um, but they check your blood pressure every time you go in. And I had just um, drank, like, a coffee or something, and I hadn't really eaten anything that day, and I went in, and so my blood pressure was, like, slightly higher than it was nothing it wasn't like in the red or anything right and um they wanted to send me to the hospital like immediately to get induced and um how, how far along were you uh i was a week away from my due date so yeah I they was, get paid to induce you that's why yeah i was like this is kind of weird um but i mean under normal circumstances i've probably been like oh my god like you know, I could have preeclampsia. That's what they kept, like, kind of telling me, like, you, you have preeclampsia. Like, you can die from that. The baby can die. Like, they kept, like, telling me that. And this is all for my blood pressure being, like, a little bit higher. Um, so I w didn't go to the hospital to get tested. I just did the test there. Um, and the midwife was pretty annoyed with me. Um because that test takes like a 24 hours or something to go through, which they take your blood and then they test it. But it came back and it was negative for anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So I would have gone, they would have just induced me mm. for, right, yeah. Hmm. Hospital would have just induced you to like uh, save their own ass, the liability. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's also a lot of money for them. And um, yeah. It's a liability thing, mm -hmm. but um, induction. Like we're not going to lose this baby on the off chance, so right, we're just going right. to induce. Yeah. Um, and then you know, induction is usually it goes to C-section a lot of the time mm -hmm. because it's not natural, mm -hmm. you know. So. And that's another big payout for them if they can perform a C-section surgery. That's big bucks. Yeah, and we know the spiritual implications of a C-section, you know, if you're initiated, we won't go into it here, but it's not, you know, when you come out naturally through the mother, through the vaginal canal, that carries um, spiritual implications that are positive for the child, rather than being cut out of the womb. Yeah, I mean, we talk a lot about, like, you know, money here like at least we've mentioned money and how much these doctors are getting paid and we've talked about how the system is really just an industry and i think it it makes sense that we give the context that what we're even calling the modern medical system is but only 200 years old mm -hmm. yes it's true that historically their principles and their concepts are coming back from ancient greece but even in europe 
they still had a context of understanding that herbs played a part in healing. They still had a context in understanding that there's actual ways that you still go about doing things. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until after the Industrial Revolution where everything became an industry and they started to capitalize on every aspect of human life that they had the idea to actually create a medical industry. And during this time, people who are practicing like what they're calling holistic mm -hmm. doctoring or holistic like ways of healing were actually outed out as um, heretics. Mm -hmm. So burned. they would, yeah, they, some of them were burned at the stake. They would say they were witches, they were doing witchcraft, whatever. Some people they were just saying were just. Like, who, me? No, I, I don't know anything about healing. <laughs> <laughs> some people they would say were just charlatans. Like, it was a very crazy time. Burned like, during, at the stake. Yeah, like, I for mean, real. that's what they're doing now with these so called doctors, these holistic alternative doctors that commit suicide. Mm -hmm that just all Commit end up suicidal and then they all end up killing themselves like dr sebi in his cell yeah that i mean supposedly just died it's funny because i was um if you listen to uh the vimeo lecture we have it available on vimeo the lecture by master nab about traditional healing versus modern medicine he touches on a lot of this stuff and he talks about how he remembers vividly in Africa around 86, around 85, 86, 87, something like that. 1985, 1986, 1987. In Africa, where they were hunting, there was a manhunt for indigenous healers that were healing AIDS. Mm. Mm. Which mm. means they were hunting you down it. in Africa. I believe it. If mm. you knew how to handle or heal the disease of AIDS. Was that because they wanted AIDS to continue? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They, like, they, were, yeah. Big money. they were stopping. Like, if you if they found money. out you could heal AIDS, then they were killing you. Jeez. Or they were, like, trapping, like, uh, imprisoning you. And, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and nowadays, in recent years, with the, the whole string of holistic doctors dying in Florida in particular, because there's an aging population. Everything happens in Florida. Shout out, Shout out to Florida. <laughs> There's, it's an something aging, in the water. there's an aging population in Florida, and so there were a number of holistic doctors in Florida in particular who were learning to deal with certain illnesses like cancer, like even, even like autism, and were like researching certain ways in which um, they could, you know, match the, the physical and um, use like herbal remedies and use like mental and psychological remedies and like, you know, turn certain things around in the body itself. And some of these doctors who were like coming across certain discoveries were like found in rivers, oh. dead, mm -hmm. you know, were like found in their home, strangled. And their families were like, what? this is yeah, Listen, no, this eaten by, again, eaten by again. alligators. Again, if yeah, I'm the right. drug dealer. The self-impregnating crocodile. Uh, right. Again, if I'm the drug dealer and I'm making big money exactly. in my area exactly. and you coming up here talking about your product is better than mine. You're out. You're out. You're out. And it doesn't I'm matter. I'm sticking my alligator on you. Yeah, they're going to yeah, feed you to the self-impregnating crocodile. <laughs> Because it doesn't even matter if your product is better. This is the thing, right? Is the modern medical system doesn't give a shit 
if you are actually able to do something better than them because they have everybody by the balls to the point where what they do is they indoctrinate everybody and they're very good mm -hmm. at conditioning you into believing that what they're able to do cannot be trumped by anything outside of the modern medical system. It's yeah. true. And what they do is they then have you buying and eating everything that they're selling and they're feeding you. Mm -hmm. And then you're unwilling to consider anything outside of the modern medical system. It's true. So even if you have something better than them, why is it if what they do is so much better than everything that you could give, why do they have to kill you? Why do they have to take you out? Because if their if your product was not better than theirs, they would not have to take you out. I mean, yeah. Can I just tell my story for a second? Because no. Yes. <laughs> because I uh, I've had some run-ins with the modern medical system. Like, to, you know, I am, yes, I am a doctor of psychology, but I am actually grateful that I haven't gone through the indoctrination doctor. of the big pharma system because technically psychologists are not allowed to um, prescribe mm -hmm. medications. And, um, you know, we, we work with the mind and in terms of like, you know, guiding a human in terms of their thinking and their behaviors to something different. Right? So but you're colonizers? Possibly. Yeah, well, that's another episode. <laughs> that's definitely another episode. But in terms of my own run-ins with the modern medical system, I had at one point in time, I think it was like 2011, 2010, I was in my second year of grad school, and I was getting constant symptoms of urinary tract infections. So meaning like, it, I had to pee all the time. It felt like burning sensations. And yet every time I would go to the doctor, the only thing they would think to do would be testing for a bacteria. One single bacteria that they usually test for in UTIs, which is E. coli. And every time it would come back negative. So, but just to cover their ass, every time they would give me a course of antibiotics, right? So I would leave the doctor with a new script of antibiotics. I would fulfill it as a good consumer of the modern medical system. And I would take the antibiotics month after month after month. I'm literally talking about months of going to doctors to figure this thing out. And each time the problem would not be resolved, it would get worse. Every month it was getting worse and worse and worse. Until finally they wanted to send me to a urologist right because now they have doctors for every single part of the body you can go to a doctor for the brain cardiologist for the heart you can go to someone for your intestines but that's kind of crazy because they all work together exactly but now everyone's trained in their individual little like speck of the body and they don't even work together so when i went to this urologist and i told him yeah i have these urinary infections in uh, symptoms, but I have all these other symptoms like I'm getting headaches, I'm getting fatigue, I'm getting like uh, little eye floaters. And he was like, Well, I don't deal with any of that. I mean, sorry, you're gonna have to go to you know this, this doctor, this doctor, this doctor to deal with those issues, but I can help you with your urinary symptoms, and I'm gonna give you this drug high-powered drug for geriatric patients. I was like 28 years old, by the way. I'm gonna give you this high-powered drug for geriatric patients, which will stop the urinary muscle, 
and it will make you just not feel like you have to go to the bathroom. Wow. Like literally just like, I will just give you this pill to cover the symptom that you're having and you, but you're going to have to be on this for a long time. And I, I like thought about this for a second cause I was in a lot of pain at this point in time. Like I was, you know, this was not a comfortable situation for me. And I almost took this thing cause I was like, if this just gives me like a relief from the pain, maybe I should do it. But something in me was like, nah, you, you, there has to be something else to this. Like this isn't just like, I'm not just gonna be on this medication for life. And at that point I had to do my own exploration through a number of like internet holes basically to figure out <laughs> that like there's other ways to heal yourself through changing your diet, through uh, changing even the way that you think, um, through herbs. I started taking herbs at that point. And I had to literally travel through these like dark corners of the internet of people trying to heal themselves <laughs> to find some sort of natural remedy. On the dark web? Yeah, there's a whole dark web of people who are very sick out there. <laughs> the dark web of, you got cancer, bro? How'd you do it? I drank and, bleach. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that literally began my journey of figuring out that the model, modern medical system is just has us all by the balls and that we need to do something different. So before we before we move on a little bit, um, if there's anybody in the in the chat that has an experience with the modern medical system, just showed their incompetence, then please you know share that in the chat. For I have another one. Go for it. <laughs> um, it's like when, torture porn. It's like you will not you will not outperform my situation, Tiasta. <laughs> Here comes to Sita. <laughs> I mean, well, you're asking for examples, so. But um, yeah, when you get pregnant in the in the system, right? Like, you go get scanned. There's like a 20 week scan, and then they continue on from there. Um, and at the first scan, I was excited. I was like, oh, I get to find out the gender of my baby, and. Um, you get to see them moving and stuff and um, they did that but then they don't like say anything during the whole thing so you're like something wrong but that's like their mo that's like what they do in case there's something wrong and then they tell you later um and uh anyway they rushed me off to this room and they're like we need to take your blood and um they didn't really say what it was for i was like okay but they were like we have to do it and then I get a call a few days later um, from the midwife, and she's like, um, just so you know, your baby tested positive for Down syndrome. And uh, I was like, what? <laughs> and uh, I, was, I, I was, like, scared, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and um, yeah. Yeah. so she said. How did they test said, that, though? It's a blood test. Chromosomes, right? Yeah, and then they also say, they also told me that because I was in my 30s and, um, and, I'm a, and it's a boy, that it's like a higher risk of being Down syndrome. So that like doubles it or something, apparently. And so the midwife was like, I'm sure everything's fine, you know, but you do have to go talk to the genetic um, counselor. That's like for you to give birth here. You have to like consent, basically be like, okay, like, 
if you want to keep the pregnancy or not. But but that's what they what? Um, a mm-hmm. genetic counselor is. Yeah, they give you the option to abort yeah. at that point. What? Yeah. Yeah. And how many months were you? Um, this was twenty weeks. So. How many months is that? I don't know. Mm. Not about to do the math. Anyways, that's, that's at least three months. It's at least three months. Right? No, wait. It was, sorry, it was just under twenty weeks. It was probably like so, like two and a half, like two, and, like two and a half months. Yeah. Um, wait, but five you, months. But they made me go. I had to go. Um, she asked me all these questions. She's like, yeah. "Are there people who are disabled in your family?" And just it was like really weird. And um, was just like, "Oh, we can do this test where you know they they put um, a needle in you." Mm to like the sack of the baby and they pull out fluid and I said no Mm. and um, yeah she was just like okay well you may have a baby with down syndrome but if you're okay with that then that's fine (laughs) so so they were trying to scare you into doing this thing yeah to do this like test so and but, her baby's completely yeah, 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 right. Right. Fine. fine. The baby is completely healthy, does not yeah. have Down syndrome, and you didn't not have any complications. <laughs> no. What? No, it's totally like, fine. No you can see Down syndrome on like you can visibly see like if Zawaz had Down syndrome would be able to see it. <laughs> like if he doesn't have Down syndrome. So, yeah. I'm just saying like anyone, like if Kenny Bosch had yeah. Down syndrome, we would see but it. But it, on it put me on this like, like whole Down syndrome, they like Yeah. I had this like insane walk like, around with the down syndrome face i had this crazy like anxiety most of my pregnancy you know because of that but it's like a lot of it's a fear-based system for sure and um i don't even remember what i was gonna say because you keep it sounds like they're just bullies man like these guys were they they actually I were think, giving you the think, option like think, do you want to terminate i think the point? father yeah. wants to add something about down syndrome Jay, this is uh, Ibtuti, the father of the child. Tasipta uh, forgot to mention that uh, right after uh, we found that out, we went on this long online, uh, like mm. slope, like whatever. We were just internet tr- hole. Yeah, you internet hole. We were just hole? trying to figure out like what's going on with this blood test, and we found out that this blood test usually is false. That there are a lot of false positives. Mm-hmm. There's this whole thing on that, like. And like all these mothers on YouTube, and they're like, they're just trying to scare you. Everything's okay. And like we realize, like in most most cases, that blood test is is not a thing. Wow. Wow. But they also, um, part of it is they'll be like, well, with this test, you'll know the gender for sure. Mm. Like more certain than like a scan. To so it's like a way needle, to get you to, to the take the test. In? Yeah. Mm. Well, to put the needle in that test? No, no, no that's um. I forget what that test is called, but that's like where if they the think genetic, something's wrong, genetic testing. They'll they can, yeah, they can test like it's mm. something with the amniotic fluid, but that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, wow. I had a I had a friend that called me one day and was like, "Here it comes." My She's like, "You will not outdo me, Tashita." <laughs> it's not a personal story but and like i had a friend that called me one day and was like my they say my baby could have down syndrome like yeah. we are getting the option to abort the baby what do you think i should do yeah. and this was a, a person who like respected my opinion enough to call me in this situation and i was like i gave it to him straight as much as i knew at the time i was like i don't think that's a good idea to mm-hmm. abort your your spirit that's coming i mean i don't know if it's gonna have down syndrome or not i don't know what tests they've run but like i just don't 
think that that's a good idea and he was but he was very scared because he was like i don't think i can do that i don't think i have the emotional capacity to raise a child with down syndrome i don't think you know it's not like in my life plan to do that and they ended up plans to have a child with down syndrome no they ended up aborting the baby they did. Oh, for yeah. real? Mm-hmm. Oh, they did, then. Yeah, I mean, he didn't take my advice, you know. So. And there's probably nothing was wrong yeah. with that baby. Could, possibly, are. possibly, yeah. But ju- it was just based on the tests, whatever tests that had been run. But and, again, yeah. it's all, these tests that they run are all like standard tests. Yeah. So they're looking for something mm-hmm. standard mm-hmm. across the board for all people, mm-hmm. which again doesn't make sense because not all people are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... It really sounds like the modern medical system is just really out here just being medical gangsters and pimps. That's a lot of just eu- like eugenics is pushed, but it's just like reframed mm. to make it seem like, yeah. Damn, also, I mean, that's crazy, man. So we have a few people commenting in the, in the, in the chat. So demarcus said i got my tonsils removed when i was a kid and recently found out that you need your tonsils <laughs> yes you need everything in yeah. your body that's the thing is that if you didn't need it it wouldn't be in there if right. you don't know what it's there for doesn't mean that you don't need it because there's a lot of different parts of the body that they say well you don't need it it's okay it's not going to make a difference so then why is it in there because they just don't know man they Sorry. don't know they, that's what Tias was saying. They can dissect you. They can cut you up, take your organs out, all this stuff. That doesn't mean that they know. They exactly. don't know. They don't. So then we also have Zebekia who said that my dad had a stroke and had six or more doctors working only one, one, part, of one part of the body. They kept prescribing meds that were conflicting badly with the meds prescribed from other doctors. See, obviously they never took the Hippocratic Oath. Because no, they did. They're hypocrites. <laughs> no. That's why it's hypocritical. Oh, is it that hypocritic oath supposed to be like, I will declare when I know not, or something like that? So obviously those doctors were all full of it because none of them were willing to admit that they know not. And probably this is the thing: is doctors get kickbacks for aligning themselves with certain pharmaceutical companies. So depending upon how many pills that they subscribe, mm-hmm. they will get a kickback of money or support, if you call it, from pharmaceutical companies for how many people they prescribe the medicine to, right? So uh, there's a, a good there's a good series on Hulu called uh, Dope Sick that's about, um, what's that drug they got everybody addicted to that had a... Uh, Vicodin. Oxy- uh, Oxycontin. Oxycontin. Mm-hmm. About Oxycontin. Uh, Oxy- uh, whatever i can't oxycodone oxycontin yeah it's just codeine is that it? one it's, yeah it's basically just codeine mm-hmm. yeah but they had Painkiller. lied about a slow release type of tablet mm-hmm. or something like that but it would actually release all of it at one time mm-hmm. so they were like lying mm-hmm. but check it out and it it talks about that and it you know like gives op- an insight opioids, into right? that where op- people just opioids. like ODing like crazy on it then yeah yeah, but the only reason why they cared about that, though, is also because it was a bunch of white people. Yeah, white people were dying. <clears throat> but you guys can check that out. And then we also had uh, Medicata said, I had a similar situation to Tiasta. They gave me antibiotics for months, uh, stronger, stronger each time, and the issue got worse and worse. Once it got so bad, they told me they don't know what was wrong. 
leaving me with the issue after they tested their drugs on me without knowing exactly. what was actually going on. Just feed you drugs. Sounds like it. They just give you, they're just like, hey, you know what, let's, let's study this, let's try this out, let's mm -hmm. see what we can do, and then if we can't figure it out, it's experimental. Yeah, and whatever. That's, and that's the thing about antibiotics. Like, antibiotics is very dangerous because when you give the body antibiotics, the body actually fights the antibiotics. And then what ends up happening is they, it adapts to the antibiotics. So now you have to get a stronger antibiotic to fight off mm -hmm. what the body has already adapted to. And then the body, again, is trying to survive its, for itself. So it's going to adapt to even that. And then you got to get more antibiotics. And the whole time, this is causing you more damage mm -hmm. because the body's going through a, a dramatic amounts of stress mm -hmm. each time you apply a new or stronger version of antibiotics. Kills the good stuff and the bad stuff. It exactly. kills everything. It's anti-life, anti, anti -life, bio life, right? Mm -hmm. So we also have Zebekia. She said, yep, I also got a false positive. Mm -hmm. My last child got this test and was told about some abnormalities. They did another test before the poke for the placenta. I was grateful all showed to be just fine. And then uh, Akila Johnson, a.k.a. Satnith, said after having my law my last daughter my blood pressure was a bit elevated doctors tried to convince me to take blood pressure meds in which i refused long story short they released me from the hospital if i promised to come back and have my pressure checked i returned and kept taking my blood pressure until it was high again and threatened to kept me there to keep me there if i didn't take the blood pressure meds i asked for alternatives in which they said there were none and that they'd i'd have to take the meds for the rest of my life. I took the meds to leave and never took them again and never had any problems. This is the problem, is that they do that to so many people. I know of a story recently where I know of somebody, and I'm not going to say the person's name. I know of somebody that went to uh, the doctor with high blood pressure. They were six months pregnant. They went to the, uh, the doctor because they were losing their vision, and they had high blood pressure, and the doctor said you have preeclampsia and there's a possibility that you will die or the baby will die and they essentially in so many words pressured the the mom or the mom to be to acquiesce to whatever they were pressuring them to do the young couple and what they did is they did an emergency c-section at six months and they took the baby out, and then a few days later, the baby ended up dying. Now, this is like the Sparks Note version, kind of leaving out a lot, but it's just some examples of the way that they will pressure you into doing things. Yeah, six months is, is really sad. Into doing things because they want to make sure that, you know, as long as you fit their diagnostic rubric which is like okay you fall under preeclampsia and i know Tasipta was sharing a story about how they were saying that she had preeclampsia and they were pressuring her to do this and do that but the thing is, is that a lot of these doctors they're just they're all a part of a massive network a massive it's network liability it's all liability it means they're all trying to cover their own ass trying to make sure hey like as long as I make sure you do the things that you can't then come sue me for later, mm -hmm. that's all I care about. Yeah, can I just add one thing to the story? Um, after uh, we heard the medical version of what was going on, we went to uh, to Naba, to Edita Naba, um, and we asked him, 
about the baby to check on the baby for us. You mean like through a, a divination, like through, through a reading on traditional on, healer, yeah, yeah. traditional <clears throat> healer. And um, basically, <laughs> and like if you were looking for anybody, modern medical system, come find this guy. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> and you just put him out there like that too. You like we're like, here's his name and the first name. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, we found out that the baby was fine, and a lot of times what people think are medical issues uh, and the way that the medical system frames it to try to scare you are really just spiritual issues. Mm-hmm. There may be things that maybe you did that you weren't supposed to do, or there may be things that you need to clear up, mm-hmm. but usually it's something that like, if you work with a traditional healer, that mm-hmm. you can hopefully clear those things up before... Before it gets to that point. Yeah, before right, it gets to that right. Yeah, I mean, you know, mm. we're we're gonna um we're gonna cap it at this point because you know we're gonna bring you another part to this, possibly a part three, depending upon the way part two goes. And uh hopefully, you know, we will have uh, a specific guest uh that's also coming from that world that we'll be able to talk to uh next week. Because, you know, as initiates, we can always give you the perspective and we can always inform you. Mm-hmm. And we can always, you know, give you insight into the alternatives and really the origins of the modern society and the modern medical system and all of the, the pillars of the modern society. But um, we also want to make sure to expand the conversation to include views that oppose us and show that you know there's not a there's not a um what's the word when you have there's not a monopoly on what the modern medical system likes to call healing there's not a monopoly on the mind there's not a monopoly on intellectual uh approach to anything so if you even know people that you feel would be good to come on the show and you want to make suggestions for people that you think would be good to come on Gate of Gates podcast and to discuss whatever it is, any domain, anything, and you would like them to come on the Gate of Gates podcast and uh, talk to us and have conversations, then please make sure to reach out to us. Uh, You can send us an email at New Jersey NJ at theearthcenter.org and make your suggestions and let us know. Um, you can come visit us. We're in Fort Lee. I don't know if you really want to come make a personal visit to come, you know, uh, to come suggest, but if you do, you're more than welcome. Uh, come visit the temple. We have locations uh, all throughout the United States. We have a location in Houston. We have a location in Baltimore. We have a location in Chicago. Obviously, we have a location here in New Jersey because we're in the New Jersey location. And we also have a, uh, a temple in uh, Salt Point, New York. Uh, we have um, two temples in Canada. We have one in Montreal. We have one in Toronto. We have one in, we have two in the UK. We have one in London. We have one in Coventry. And we also obviously have temples. Our headquarters in Meditas in Ouagadougou, Burkina Faso. And we have many temples that we are aligned with all throughout the continent of Medita. So, there are a lot of different resources and we wanted to 
touch on this topic because we want you to know that there are alternatives. There are many alternatives. And just because they can bully you, just because they can, you know, pressure you, just because they can condition you, just because they can make you think that there are no other alternatives, it doesn't mean that there aren't. And we want to do that. And we want to continue. I'm sorry, we don't want to do that. We want to continue to remind you that there are alternatives. There are many alternatives to the modern medical system. You can check us out at anhlife.org. Right here. Check it out on Costa Natural Healing, anhlife.org. <laughs> and we have a lot of events coming to you in different parts of the U.S. Uh, this month and next month. So we have an event in Colorado, which is going to be uh, next weekend. Please check it out. Uh, go to DogonWisdom.com where you can learn about all of the events that we have going on right now. You can go to, uh, we have events that are coming to Austin in Texas. And then we have events that are going to be here in New York. We have many events that are happening in New Jersey all the time. You can check out all of those events at uh, kepta-nj.org where you can find out about all the events that are happening in the tri-state area for um, the New Jersey Temple and everything that we're doing. We have a talk on July 15th at Weeksville. I'll be giving that talk. We'll be talking about the origins of the way the way the, 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 the ways that we identify ourselves when it comes to colors, the history of why somebody would call themselves a black man why somebody would call themselves a white woman. All of those things I'll be going into on that talk. So please check out all of the many things that we have. You can get your new copy of the new version of the Philosophy Podium at risingfirefly.org. You can get your hot sauce at Sauce. Uh, I don't know the website off the top of my head, but it'll be there for you. All of these wonderful uh, offerings that we have, please check them out. And we'll be back with you guys next week with another episode of the Gator Gates podcast. And that way we will continue this talk about the modern medical system and we'll keep going at it. Uh, again, if there's anything you would like us to touch on, feel free to reach out to us. If there's any people that you would like to see come on the podcast for us to touch base with and for us to talk to or to, you know, debate or have an intellectual sparring match, we're not afraid. I will take and I want all the smoke. This has been another episode of the Gator Gates Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next week, and may you continue to tune in. Idiot.